Evidence linking gut and brain functions is growing, opening new fields like psychobiotics. At the recent International Probiotics Association World Congress in Athens, Greece, we caught up with Professor John Cryan, Chair and Head of Department at the Department of Anatomy and Neuroscience at University College Cork in Ireland, who spoke on the subject at the event. So we're particularly interested in the area of the gut microbiome and brain function. And uh, this is something that we've been working on now um, in, in Cork for the last uh, uh, five or more years. And it's really an exciting frontier in uh, medicine right now to try and understand that the potential of, uh, of how the gut microbiome could play a role in both brain development and in behavior. And therefore, that we might be able to develop um, novel strategies targeting the gut microbiome, what we call psychobiotics, uh, that may be useful in the treating of certain uh, mental disorders. So what kinds of disorders are they? So uh, right now, I mean, a lot of our data would point to um, stress-related disorders like anxiety, uh, depression, and um, um, irritable bowel syndrome. Yet these are very early stages with, with such brain disorders. Um, most of our work to date has been in preclinically in animals. And, uh, and then also we have uh, some uh, data to suggest that the uh, trajectory of the manifestation of autism spectrum disorders also is dependent on having a, an appropriate gut microbiome. So it is, it is not inconceivable that we may be able to uh, develop uh, psychobiotics for treating some of the symptoms of uh, autism. When you say an appropriate gut microbiome, what creates an inappropriate gut microbiome? So we use a very uh, artificial model system to test this, and so we use germ-free mice that lack any uh, microbiota. And what we found was when these animals grow up, their brain development is very different. They have uh, changes in their anxiety behavior. They are much more responsive to stress, and a lot of the behaviors they show in terms of sociability and repetitive behaviors are very similar to what we would see in autism. So, um, and then in terms of dietary inputs, have you gone that far yet? Are you considering what kinds of dietary inputs can change the microbiome or influence it? So we have uh, uh, published a couple of years ago some studies showing that by uh, feeding mice uh, uh, a lactobacillus strain, uh, a rhamnosus, um, that we were able to blunt the uh, uh, stress response, we're called an anxiolytic effect, and change the expression of key receptors in the brain that are involved in, in, in uh, uh, some of these disorders. Um, more recently, other groups have also uh, shown that uh, a probiotic like Bacteroides fragilis was all given early in life, is able to reverse some of the effects of um, uh, inflammation-induced autism-like behavior. So there's a lot more potential coming out that the concept of probiotics for treating these disorders is, is, is now becoming a little bit more into the mainstream. Um, but we have to figure out which probiotics, why they're working, the mechanism of action, and be able to see can this translate into humans. To date, there is very little clinical evidence uh, that, that this strategy is going to work, but um, uh, there's exciting imaging studies from UCLA pointing to in healthy volunteers the ability of a gut microbiota um, modulation by probiotics to affect uh, key circuits in the brain that are important in uh, um, manifestation of anxiety and uh, pain. What, what are the main barriers to doing more clinical research? Well, uh, there is, um, I, I suppose funding is one of the main barriers there is because uh, 
there isn't uh, uh, always uh, the types of trials that are needed to create robust effects in psychiatry are quite expensive. And so for uh, the food industry to invest there, they, they, they tend to be not as uh, um, uh, um, predisposed that way as, say, a pharmaceutical company might be. So, that, so that, that's one, to get good biomarkers of, of what's going on in the disease, to be able to, to look at these early on, is also very important. And to get some key signals, maybe even in healthy controls, that, that, that certain probiotics are going to work. But I think we need to be able to first distinguish which probiotics have potential in animal models and then move into the human situation uh, with, with them and, and try and figure out can they actually generate. I'm very optimistic that this field is really going to take off uh, in, in humans and it's a great opportunity for uh, both small and large uh, uh, food industries to actually get involved. A lot, a lot of um, academics um, complain about the, the regulatory scene and how that impacts on research. Does it impact on what you're doing, even in terms of... Um, study design? I think that's always there in, uh, in, especially in, the, in the shadows of all, everything you want to do, um, but it hasn't impacted us yet, but it, it, it definitely would be as we move more into the clinical situation and try and do some testing uh, in clinical populations. Moreover, one of the most exciting areas here again is because we know this early life, that's where uh, a lot of the, the, the uh, issues in brain development occur with the microbiota is, is doing such studies in pediatric populations. And uh, that, that's also something that will be uh, have its own uh, um, restrictions and, uh, and, and that's something that we need to look at, look at in the future. So you're of the opinion that some of your work may be able to help uh, win claims in the future at some point? I think this is this is what we do, and in Cork, this is what this is what we really try and reinforce is is that we put the science behind uh, some of these, these claims, and that we can actually make real claims based on real objective outcomes that are measurable and translatable from uh, all, all into humans and into clinical populations. Okay, well that sounds uh, all of that sounds highly interesting. Thanks very much for sharing your insights on the gut brain access, uh, Professor Cryan. Thank you very much, Shane. Shane Starling, Nutrient Ingredients, and Nothing.